0: In the last two episodes, we covered section one of my book Stop, Wait, Go. We talked about the purpose of traffic lights and the significance of each light in a busy intersection. In this episode, we get into why we react the way we do and how we can have some control over our thoughts. Chapter three gets into how we process information and how we make decisions. We learn about input, process, and output. My name is Arunakrishnan, best selling author of the Busy Mind series, a trilogy that helps leaders thrive. Welcome to Lead That Thing, a podcast that empowers women in their lives, businesses, and careers. Chapter three Input process, output. The universal way to depict a flow of information includes three key elements, input, process, output. This model can be used to show the output is highly influenced by the inputs that go into the process. Let's look at a simple example of the food we eat. As the saying goes, we are what we eat. If we choose to consume nutritious food, Our body processes it and gives us more favorable results. We feel good and are generally healthier. In this case, the input is a good food. The process is consumption and digestion. The output is a healthy lifestyle. On the flip side, if we primarily eat junk food, the end result is bad health and a harmful lifestyle. In this case... The input is junk food, the process remains consumption and digestion, but the output, however, is the harmful lifestyle. The interesting thing is that no matter what path you're on, the more you adhere to it, the more instinctual and natural it becomes. The healthy eaters see the benefits to their body and their mood and continue to follow that path. The not-so-healthy eaters care more about the immediate satisfaction that comes after eating a burger with fries. They repeatedly go back for more because it makes them feel good. Their taste buds grow accustomed to the flavor, and therefore they crave it. Two different perspectives, but are ultimately influenced by the initial input and result in a respective outcome. The input-process-output flow is also applicable to how we think, and therefore how we act. Let's look at an example from the earliest point in the human life cycle. Babies learn, with experience, that by crying, they're sure to get attention. They learn this within the first few minutes of life. Sometimes the cry is genuine, and is an expression of discomfort or need. At other times, it's definitely a way of attracting attention since they've learned that this is one way to do so. In this case, the input is the parent's response to baby's cries. The process is the establishment of cause and effect. And the output is the attention-seeking strategy. If parents don't respond to the baby's cry, such as when they're training them to sleep separately, the baby would soon understand that their cries are going to be in vain. Eventually, the baby gives up and goes to sleep. Here again, the input is the parent's response, or lack thereof, to the baby's cry. The output is the baby giving up the charade and going to sleep. So, in this scenario, the input is the parent's non responsiveness to the baby's cry. The process is the updating of the understanding of the cause and effect. The output is the submission to the idea of sleeping separately. This simply goes to prove that we're influenced by our surroundings. Our experiences influence our thoughts, which influence our actions, which influence our habits. As we rinse and repeat through the cycle, those habits get ingrained and start to define our personalities. This really tells us That we have to be our own thought police. We can choose how to process certain inputs and thereby determine the resultant outcome. We owe it to ourselves to do that. For our safety. For our happiness. In summary, experiences and how we process those experiences Determine our habits and our personalities. If we understand this relationship, it helps us understand that our personalities and our mindsets are malleable. Although we tout ourselves as creatures of habit, the truth is we can change our habits. And it starts with those thoughts. It starts with your mindset. By understanding this concept, it's easier to apply traffic lights to our minds. And that's what we cover in the next chapter, Traffic Lights for Our Minds. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Stay tuned to Lead That Thing by subscribing on any of the podcast platforms. And join me next week as we cover Chapter 4 of Stop, Wait, Go, Rules for a Busy Mind. Until then, lead that thing.